This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we're talking about something I think a lot of entrepreneurs want to work out how to do, which is how to sell high ticket offers without the hustle. And I'm joined today by a new friend of mine. We're actually in a mastermind together right now. And I love getting to know people that I meet at networking events or masterminds. I love bringing them into my world and learning more about them and sharing their amazing offers and uh, knowledge with you guys as well. So I'd love you today to meet Emma Weatherall. Emma, so great to have you here. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what you do. What do you specialize in? Sure. So I specialize in helping coaches and course creators and service providers as well to essentially triple their revenue in the next 12 months. But I do this in a way that is scalable without leaning into the hustle and helping you to scale while also stepping away from your business and really focusing on relationships while you're doing that as well. So kind of personalized strategy to help you triple your revenue. See, I think that's really interesting because I think there's a perception that if you go evergreen, it's pretty much hands off. And one of the things that you said to me in our little chat before we went going was that actually you see high ticket needs to have an element of caring and personalization. So some people listening who don't already have an evergreen process might be quite intrigued, possibly confused by that. So explain what you mean. What does that look like? Yeah. And actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because yes, people have this perception, two perceptions, actually. One of them is that high ticket gets to a point where if it's going to be scaled, it's very difficult or it's challenging or you have to have a cap on it. And the other perception, like you said, is that evergreen is completely hands-off. And yes, it can be, but I believe, and I've proven with many clients over the past few years, that there are ways that we can do it differently. And so if you just take a bit of a creative mind and if you put your own stamp on things, that's what I talk about with my clients is let's focus on creating this evergreen scalable process so that you can grow your offer being high ticket. But let's put those things in that you know, firstly, connect with your clients. Secondly, create a really amazing experience for them and allow them to get to know you, have that two-way conversation, and also enable you to inject that personalization, that relationship building and your personality. And I think that's the piece that people don't realize is possible with evergreen because they haven't been shown that it's possible. They haven't had that avenue opened up to them. So it is 100% possible. It's just about knowing the ways to do it. So when I think of Evergreen, it's about having that really slick funnel behind the scenes where people are going to come in, maybe um, you're going to sell through email, potentially some video. Mm -hmm. We've got some other ideas off our sleeve, which I won't (laughs) yet, but there's something we're we're cooking up right now in the business. But it's pretty much Mm -hmm. hands-off. Where, at what point does that caring and relationship building come in are we talking about which I see so many people really focusing on right now are we talking about how you communicate in your dms to bring people into that evergreen Mm -hmm. funnel so that's a really popular strategy right now and it does work it absolutely does I think it's kind of the minimum. And the reason that it's become popular is because it's an easy concept for people to pick up, right? And DMs are great. 
So I think what you've got to think about with Evergreen is that, yes, it can 100% be that slick funnel, completely hands-off. And you've got to think about what is the product that I'm selling with this funnel beforehand. If it is a product or program or course or service even that you want to sell where you do want to inject that personalization and that relationship building, what you've got to think about is that automation can support you. It doesn't have to take everything away. So you can have those slick funnel pieces and you can do one of two things or a combination of both. You can either have the slick funnel pieces and then at certain points, you know that you're going to send a personalized email or a personalized video, or you're going to record an audio for that person and send it over. There's lots of different things, but that's some of the kind of easy things and common things that people do. And the other thing that you can do is know that the evergreen funnel is going to take most of the pieces off of your hands, but that you're still going to need to have moments when you do have that personal outreach. And so what we talk about is the funnels or the evergreen pieces automating to make your life easier so it's scalable so that your job just becomes showing up and just becomes that relationship building. So that's all you're focused on. I just remembered as you're talking about that, when I first encountered someone being seriously personal, they, in the middle of what felt like a very standard funnel, mm-hmm. they then popped in a video to say, hey, Anna, this this is really me talking to you right now. I've just had a look at your website and I've seen you do this, this and this. I think that this offer would work because of da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, I've got to buy. Yeah. And that's the experience, you know, in online business, so many of us were so used to that automated, automated, standard template, you know, this is just scalable, which is great because it serves a purpose and it enables us to grow our businesses. But that reaction that you had, that, oh my God, she's really talking to me. Oh my God, she actually cared enough to go and check my business out. That gives you those warm and tinglies and makes you know that the person that was selling to you genuinely cares about you as a human being and not just as another number, right? And that is the massively important shift that we want to think about. When people are going through your evergreen funnel, it's great to see 150 people went through in a day or even just 10 people went through in a day. But it's even better if you can go and look at those people and know them as people and get to know them and then for them to get to know that you care. Because imagine the experience if you care when you're selling to them versus when you're actually working with them. Like, Mm. it's just so important. I love that concept for what you can bring to Evergreen. It's so, so powerful. So how did you get into this, Emma? What's your, what's your story? (laughs) How long have you been around? All those things. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a funny story. I used to call myself an accidental entrepreneur. So I got into business when I had my son. He was really, uh, he was maybe about a year old. I was a single parent from the minute my son was born and I was previously a concert pianist. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you were talking about being an actor. I was previously a musician. When he was born and I found myself by myself, I also moved across the entire country and you know one. And I was very much like, oh my God, how am I going to raise this child I don't think I can continue my career in the way I was doing it anymore. What do I do? And I kind of took my maternity leave. I took about a year and then I um, bumbled about a little bit with bit jobs here and there. And then <laughs> I actually came across an event for mums. I'm sure you've been to them and anyone listening, if they've got kids, I'm sure you've seen them. A baby, um, a baby fair, like, a you know, with Pampers and Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Like, it's like walking into a crowded swimming pool where everybody is shouting, buy my stuff. <laughs> And 
I remember going to one of those and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And also at the time, myself and the friends that I'd made as new mums, we wanted this idea of personalization and choice (laughs) runs throughout my business history, but we wanted handmade products. We wanted stuff that was a little bit different. We wanted cute things and we wanted to support local creators. And we just wanted that bit of alternative kind of care and an element of care and like something a bit different put into our lives. And there was no baby fair that did that. So I actually created the first, it was called So Natural Baby, and it was a local event. And in the first event, we got over 3,000 people attending. Amazing. And yeah. And I did that entirely while I was breastfeeding. On oh, the don't. Spot. I mean, ever. <laughs> Emma, I've I did so many crazy things when I had a tiny, tiny, tiny newborn. So my first, my first business when my baby, my very first baby was I have three. They're not babies anymore. Yeah. But I I decided I was going to teach baby massage from home and run yeah. coffee mornings for as that I hosted in my home every time she napped. So I used to do that <laughs> five days a week. I mean, how? Um, and then I, I set up a, a drama school, a theatre school, when wow. I had two very small ones. But I think when you've got that entrepreneurial mindset and you've got a drive to make it happen, yeah. you actually see there's so much opportunity out yes, there. Absolutely. People used to People used to say to me, how on earth are you doing this when you've got young kids? And I'm like, how are you not doing something that lights you up? Like, (laughs) are you really just going to think about your house being tidy? Oh my God, yes, Anna. (laughs) I think when your brain works, like my brain never shuts off. Like it doesn't shut off. And whilst I love a relax and I very happily sit on a beach for three weeks and do nothing, my brain's constantly working. And so that came about because I was complaining about those baby fears. And somebody actually said to me, well, why don't, and I came up with this idea and somebody said, well, why don't you do it? And suddenly my brain was like, oh. Okay, we're on now. Yeah, I could, could. oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, and so the the important thing about that, how I got to here is that I did that, when I say I did it while my son was breastfeeding, I basically did it entirely through free social media. Because if you remember, I was a newly single mom, I was completely broke. I had no money for doing this. So I had to do two things. I had to leverage social media And at the time, Facebook ads were only a few months old. Nobody was really using Facebook for business that much. And I was on Twitter. So mostly Twitter and Facebook. I remember that I could... Groups were only just starting as well 10, 11 years ago. Groups were just coming out, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... mm, I'm trying to think. I don't think they existed at first when I started promoting it. Because this business went on for a few years and went international. But yeah, definitely. It was Twitter hours, contact, you know, connecting people on Twitter. And it was a Facebook page and Facebook ads. And so basically I filled this event and I had to get sponsors as well. So I had to reach out to targeted sponsors that I'd identified and have conversations with them. And after that first event, and then the second and then the third, my sponsors, one of which in particular was a German skincare company, they reached out to me and a lot of my exhibitors as well and said, how are you doing this? How have you made this event so successful across the country? And you literally use social media for it. Like, you know, I had, Mm -hmm. I did have PR, I did have, um, you know, newspapers put features on for me, but the majority of it was social media. And so eventually I ended up training some of some businesses and that key sponsor, that German skincare company asked me to consult them on how to do this. And they wanted, they were already in the UK, but they wanted to expand and they wanted to go into the USA, which they weren't in already. And so basically I consulted with them and showed them how to do that. I helped them enter the US market and I helped them expand in the UK. And through doing that, I realized how much I love consulting and how much my brain works in a strategic way 
to help like to work out marketing strategies. And so I basically started doing that about 10 years ago and that's how it grew. That's how it Amazing. Grew. I love that. I love how it just evolves and you do <laughs> one thing and then it takes you in a different direction and yeah. Yeah, hats off to you. Oh, thanks. So so now predominantly who do you work with? Who do you support to do this? Yeah, so I predominantly work and I have different products, but the core of my business is working with course creators and coaches and service providers who are already hitting around eight to $10,000 a month in their business. Now there's leeway with that, but essentially I'm helping people who are already established in their business to really create personalized strategies and grow. And typically the people who work in my, I have a core offer, which is the Empowered Strategy Collective, which is a 10 month program where we really work on personalized strategy and consulting and coaching to help you to triple your revenue. People who work with me in that are typically tripling their revenue within that first year. So we have one client who literally after their first three weeks being in the program, shifting some stuff that she'd worked with me on, she sent out an email, she raised her price and she sold out her course program, high ticket offer within one email, which was, she was like, oh my God, I've hit my goals for the next two months. I need to set new goals. So yeah, that's what I typically help people to do. And, and I love it. I really, I really enjoy it. And I also help people who are earlier on in their business with some self-paced courses, but the one-to-one, the close working in my, my kind of mastermind, that's with people who are a bit more further along. So going back to selling high ticket, what do you think are without the hustle? That's important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Why do you think that the people resist doing that to selling resist selling it mm, with evergreen yeah oh okay with evergreen um so i think i know that there are a number of programs and courses out there which purport to help you and i say purport not lightly they do show you how to create a funnel or a sales process that will sell your high ticket offer. I think where people get frustrated and hung up and realize and think, believe that it's not possible is because most people who sell those systems are selling it based on an exact model of what they did with their own program. And that's not going to work for you. You need to personalize it and tailor it. And a lot of people who are teaching that, and I'm not smearing everything with everyone with the same brush here. And I'm also not saying that these things don't work. It's just that a lot of people find that they don't work for them because there isn't the guidance and the experience there to show people how to personalize it for their needs. And so I think people find it very difficult. I get a lot of clients who come to me who've already invested in programs who are saying, and it just doesn't work, or I am making less sales than I was earlier this year, which you don't want to see something go backwards when you've invested in something. So a lot of the time it's about going in and really analyzing, we do a diagnostic, really analyzing what are the pieces of it overlooked that are going to help you to scale that offer that you didn't realize were holding you back because you didn't know and nobody's ever told you about it before. So I think that's where that belief comes from because they just aren't that many people out there who are able to say, hey, actually, this is what's going to help you. And then let's custom tailor something for you, not create a system based on my system, but develop what's going to work for you. Yeah, it's not a cookie cutter process. Yeah, not so at someone all. then who's already got a funnel, an evergreen funnel, that maybe isn't getting them the results that they need, what do they need to look at and consider to really get it to fly? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> So I typically ask people to look at three elements there. So the first one is to look at your offer. And that seems to be 
not maybe the right thing to do when your funnel's not working, but you've got to look at your offer and see whether it is truly matching the people who you're inviting to work with you. So that's the first thing, looking at your offer, refining it. And that leads into the second thing, which is your messaging. We do a lot of work on messaging to really hone in on why what you do is different. And we have this whole process that I call rebel makers and myth busters, because we essentially want to make you a rebel in your industry through what it is that you teach people. So we go through that whole process, look at your messaging, figure out where the gaps might be in your messaging and your funnel, because funnels are email, funnels are pages, funnels are even the content that you create on your social media. So we want to look at all that content and see where the messaging is. And then the third one is sales. How are you creating a sales process that injects your personality, that injects your unique like relationship building efforts? Some people love video. I have a client who really loves recording video lying on the floor. Uh, Not video, audio, sorry. (laughs) That's her style. She likes to be chilled out and relaxed. And so how can we create those personalized sales elements that suit you? How can we put maybe your social media content? Can we connect people to posts that you've created or videos that you've created in the past that really help people to connect two different perspectives maybe? And a lot of it is about that sales psychology of understanding somebody's beliefs and understandings journey of where they are currently at and where they want to be to get to that result. So there's a lot of elements, but really looking at your offer, looking at your messaging across your funnel, and also looking at your sales process and how you're selling to people. So much good information there, Emma. But there's one thing that's really standing out for me. Mm -hmm. I want to be a rebel. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm actually a pretty nice girl I was never the one who at school was yeah. I was never the really naughty one never but I was also not super good and it, that's a really interesting thing because that is one way to stand out and I think so many yeah. people want to toe the party line whatever they perceive that to be and yeah. be liked but actually standing up for things or saying Look, the way I do things is different yeah. I don't agree with and finding ways to do that is one of the things, you know, I guess the most rebellious thing you might see in me people is that I talk about, well, actually, I'm pretty hacks off with a lot of podcast experts because they don't know about audio. And that yeah. really annoys me. And that's really important. annoys me. Yeah. How dare important. they be telling you how to do things when they don't understand it themselves? So yeah. that's about as rebellious as I get, but it makes me think I want to be more of a rebel. Well, I actually feel like everybody has a rebel in them. I think that's a really interesting point because I was not that person who was the nice kid when <laughs> like, I was a rebel. Uh-oh. But um, were you behind the bike shed, Emma? <laughs> oh, maybe sometimes. <laughs> But I do think everyone has that rebel in us because we talk about, you know, people talk about personal branding, people talk about what is your voice and what is your mission? And I think that those are really big concepts, right? And they can be very overwhelming for people. So for rebel making, I like to break it down into thinking about what are the like what are the messages that people are hearing from their family, from TV, from adverts, from other experts in the online space? So for you, maybe other podcasting coaches, from their peers, from other people who are doing similar business to them. What are they hearing that is relevant to your topic, that's relevant to what you teach? And how do you want to like combat that? How do you want to come to that? And sometimes you might be saying, do you know what that is true? And yet, (laughs) but very often it's about saying, okay, people say this, but what they don't realize is X, Y, Z, or people might say that, but the truth is, let me tell you about, you know, this. So that's how I help people become rebels. You don't need to be a loud person. You don't need to have a brand that is all like 
black and gold and splashes and you know like you don't need to be that kind of rebel but what you do need to be is positioning yourself in a way that says hey hello let me shift your perspectives on some things that you may not have realized yet and there's a different way there is a different way to what you're doing and and actually it's not that far away for you to mm-hmm. yeah. to have have those sales on I mean, it's, it's interesting talking about the figures because I remember even just three years ago, the concept that anyone was really making 50K a month was so crazy to me that I couldn't even see that. And and yet that's more than possible and much more than that. And I think understanding that that that's possible is is a combination of things. Understanding how this business space works or any business Mm -hmm. space really works. Understanding that positioning is really important. Messaging is really important. And actually who you surround yourself is really important. So I mentioned right at the beginning of this that we're currently in a mastermind together I'm in I'm in several masterminds and I I think I always will be because gives me so much depth and connection with people and that's important it's important more people know about you so this has been really fascinating Emma and where could people come and find out a bit more about you yeah, so you can visit everything that's online that has to do with me is literally under my name, Emma Weatherall. <laughs> so um, usually I'm most active on Instagram at Emma Weatherall, but my website is also emmaweatherall.com and you can find me on Facebook as well. So Instagram or my website are probably your go-tos. Fab. We're going to make sure that they are in the show notes wherever you're listening today. Oh, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on today, Emma. And if you guys are listening... I'm going to ask that you nip over to my sister show, the new, as I said, record this, it's brand new, but by the time you listen, it won't be quite so brand new. My other podcast, Podcasting for Entrepreneurs, it's still in its infancy and we would love some support over there, Um, particularly for you. If you know that podcasting is a really great way for you to personalize things in your business because you want people to really relate to you, then go check that out podcasting for entrepreneurs that is it for today thank you so much for tuning in and i hope that this has inspired you to create high ticket offers so that you can sell without the hustle yay thanks anna thank you for listening to entrepreneurs get visible to get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible